Hello and good morning, everyone. Uh, I am looking at uh, the book of Job still. <laughs> I'm looking at a chapter every morning, kind of like for my devotional. But if I'm honest, also in preparation for this essay on the book of Job that I'm hoping to do at the end of this month. So this is just my process of just reading Job every day. And today I am in uh, Job chapter 8, uh, which again, you know, it's a series of Q&As about suffering. And today is an answer that we get from Job's friend called Bildad. His name is Bildad, the Shuhite. Uh, <laughs> there's actually this joke um, that people ask, um, it, it's a silly joke, but he asks who's the shortest person in the Bible and, you know, build that the shoe height, as in it's the height of the shoe. Yeah. So, well, that's one of those jokes you can use in Sunday school. But yeah, build that is Job's friend and he gives an answer that looks like a sermon. So let's see what he says. This is build that the shoe height who answered and said, and he says, how long will you say these things? and the words of your mouth be a great wind. So he sounds very agitated, very upset with his friends. Why are you talking all these nonsense? <laughs> your mouth produces this great wind. You think of hot air. <laughs> Nothing you say makes sense. And he sounds very impatient with him. He wants him to stop. He wants him to stop saying all these things he's talking about. God he says, how long will you say these things? You can't say these kind of things like in church. You can't say these kind of things if you are a Christian. <laughs> and so this is a guy who's about to give a sermon. Imagine someone's going to give a sermon today in church, but actually this person is really angry, really angry that people is going to give the sermon to. And he says, oh, you guys need to stop. You need to listen to me. And that's not really a good way to start. But at least for Bildad, you know, Bildad, he's saying all these things out of a kind of frustration, out of kind of impatience. And he just wants to say what he wants to say. And let's hear what he says. Uh, verse 3, does God pervert justice? Does God you know, do wrong? Does he cause injustice to happen? When you see something wrong in the world, hey, can you really blame God for that to happen? And again, verse 3, or does the Almighty pervert the right? Pervert means you know what, he, there's like a right way of doing things and then he changes it. And of course, you know, the answer should be, yeah, I know God is good, God is just, or God's like the judge, you know, you think of a judge, you know, he's the best kind of judge you have because he always follows the rules. And so this is kind of like the title of his sermon is saying, you know, God will always do the right thing, but God will never do the wrong thing. And let's see how he backs it up how he backs up this statement of God, always doing the right thing, never doing the wrong thing. Verse four, if your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. Ha ha ha. So it's, he's thinking of a scenario. Say, you know, if your kids do something bad, they sin against him, he'll punish them. That's the idea. Because it's just the way it works. You know, you can't expect God not to do something about the evil things that someone is doing, even if they're your kids. He doesn't show favoritism just because, you know, you're you or you're in ministry. You know, if your kids do something wrong, he'll punish them. And that's really, really harsh. That's really, really harsh. If only because he says, your children. Uh -huh. If you remember, you know, he's talking to Job and Job's kids, all 10 of them, seven sons, three daughters, all, all of them just died. 
just days ago they died in this like really freak accident. You remember there was this typhoon and it blew down all the walls and it crushed his kids and it's so sad because Job now is mourning the death of his kids. And here is this so-called friend saying, hey, if your kids were judged, it's because they sin against God. And it's kind of like a cause and effect kind of logic that says that, you know, because uh, they were judged, therefore they sinned. <laughs> he, he doesn't know if they sinned. He doesn't even know what their sin is. But because they were judged, they sinned. And that's a kind of backwards logic that, you know, it's tempting, tempting to apply in the world. Again, the title is, Does God Pervert Justice? Does God Cause Injustice? And we just have to look at the world and you see something wrong happening and you don't have an answer for it. What do you do? Well, what Bill that does is he creates an answer. If something wrong is happening, something bad is happening, they deserve it. That's his kind of logic. And then he applies it to Job, verse 5. If you will see God. So now he's talking directly to Job. If you will turn to God, you pray to him, and you will plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, surely, then he will arouse himself for you. And it's this kind of surely statement. It's kind of, of course, it's kind of that logical statement. You know, if this happens, therefore this will happen. Meaning if you're the good guy, God will bless you. If you pray to God, God will hear you. It's that kind of logic that sounds really good. Don't, don't get me wrong, it sounds so good to say during a sermon, to say to someone that, you know, if you only do the good thing, God will bless you. But at the same time, it ignores the circumstances when maybe bad things are happening. Or this person maybe hasn't experienced that blessing. Are you trying to say that, therefore, because I'm experiencing this bad situation, I've done something bad? And that might be the case. But still, if you don't know that's the case, it's a very, very strong statement to make. And let's just finish up with verse 7. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. And so here, oh, hi, Andy. Hi, Gareth. <laughs> everyone who just joined. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Thank you for joining me. This is just, just like morning devotion. And I'm looking at the book of Job. And I'm just looking at this last statement. But Bildad says, if only you do all these things, you know, you pray to God, you do the right thing. He is going to bless you even more than he did before. And just to say that, again, all these things sound so good. And yet it's a little bit wrong. A little bit wrong. Because he says, you know, if only you do these things that I tell you to, he will bless you, he'll be good to you. That sounds like such a big promise to make to someone who is suffering, who's going through a bad time. Oh no, even if you do point A, B, C, it, everything's going to change. But really what it's doing is just ignoring. It's all ignoring the situation the person is in, in order to apply a kind of lesson, a kind of theology that you want them to adopt. And so what I'm saying is, it's not that Bildad is saying anything wrong or bad or incorrect, but he's just ignoring his friend. You know, his friend's kids have just died. He himself is suffering. And more than that, his friend is actually pure and upright. His friend is actually saying something that is true and worth listening to. But he ignores all that. He ignores his suffering. 
He ignores the insensitivity of his comments. He ignores his own friend in order to say this so-called true thing, this correct thing, for the sake of saying it. So I guess what I'm getting at is that here is someone who is ignoring his hearers, who just says what he wants to say. In fact, he's even impatient with his hearers. Why are you saying these things? It's as if he wants them to be quiet. Don't tell me anything. I will tell you what I want to say. But then at the cost of, you know, showing great unlove towards his friends. And I hope that, you know, when we tell people the gospel, we tell them how good really God is, how just God is in the world, we also recognize how bad their situation is. We cry alongside with them. We tell them sometimes even, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. But the thing I do know is that God is good. God loves you. And if you turn to him, there is forgiveness and blessing at his hand. I think those things are true. And that is definitely something that the gospel does. The gospel is good news to bad people. So why not speak that love in a way that is loving, towards people who might not know this love, who might be experiencing suffering and pain, and bring them this great news of a God who enters into their pain with them. Yeah, that's it. So that's my quick devotion on Job chapter 8. Um, thanks for joining me. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>